This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey everybody, this is Jason. Uh, before we get to today's guest, who's the director of the brand new Disney documentary called The Dark Side of Disney, I did want to let any parents know out there that uh, in the show we do talk a little bit about some drug use that happens to happen in the in the movie. Um, it's not a big deal, we're not celebrating it, we're not condoning it either, we're not describing how to do it or anything like that, but it's a part of the documentary and we're talking to Philip about it and uh, it, it's it's a pretty lighthearted and very casual conversation, so it's nothing like you know we hold underneath a microscope or anything like that. But in case you weren't ready to have that conversation with your kids, I felt it was only right to just let you guys know that you know, there's some uh, adult topics happening here in today's show. Uh, we try to keep it clean, of course. Um, but anyway, it's a great it's a great documentary. Uh, it was a really fun interview. Philip is awesome, and I hope you guys really like it. Cheers. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey everybody! Was that a little loud? <laughs> Turn your mic on, Taryn. There you go. It's like we've never done a show before. It's, like it's our first show. Is it on? I hate this one. I always forget. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, uh, I try to help with that, but it doesn't always work. Nope. Hey, uh, this is the Ears Up podcast, of course. And uh, we got everybody in the studio. We got Taryn and Terrence and Bev and uh, and me. I really just wanted you guys to do a mic check, but you're fine. You're good. You don't need yours. You're on. All right. I feel like starting the show over right now, but no. Who cares? It's live radio. What are you going to do? This is how this is how we do things. Whoa. And this is the difference, uh, you know. Sorry. Look, man. Uh, this is a this is a live radio. We're not one of those podcasts that edits stuff out. Uh, this is, uh, this is what you get. And, uh, you know what? Live radio is fun. It's much more, it's so boring to do a podcast where you, you know, oh, I messed up. Hold on. I got to start over. I mispronounced the thing. You know, who cares, man? Yeah. You just go for it and have fun. You're 100% correct. Thank you very much. You're I appreciate welcome. that. Uh, but see, the downside is you have to hear me go, okay, let me get my notes. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we are on, uh, iTunes. And we would love a rating on iTunes. It helps us. I still have yet to quantify how that helps us. Uh, but it does. That's what It makes me feel good. Because <laughs> most t- of them are nice. Make Taryn feel good today. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Yes, iTunes. Bloatware you never knew that you had. <laughs> what? I don't know. We're also on Stitcher. I like Stitcher personally, but, you know, what are you going to do, man? Uh, and wherever greater podcasts are learned about, is there uh, uh, an app maybe that you don't... Uh, 
that you can't hear us on that you really like, let me know and I'll add our uh, I'll add our show there. Uh, we're also on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have if you want feedback, if you want to give feedback to the show, rather send it to Taryn. Any compliments? Go to Terrence. And you can say hi, hi. to Bev. Ooh. Wow. That was a... Saucy. Your voice is sounding silly. Don't make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Bev, and that's all earsup-podcast.com. Anything else comes to me. Uh, don't forget to check out the blog. We have cool Disneyland info. We just... Uh, what did we do? I feel like we did a blog, but maybe we didn't. I write too many blogs, man. I'm all over the place. Maybe you thought about doing one. Maybe. I do know as of this date, uh, the record date, I haven't released the the show that was supposed to drop on Monday. I've been too busy. I, I was actually wondering the same thing. I was like, there should be a show out by now, yeah, right? Yeah, there should be a show out by it's now. It's all good. It's all good. It happens. What are you going to do? I, I haven't ready. paid for this yet. Well, I haven't <laughs> ready. I just I need to just put the finishing touches on the details of the show. But then I wonder if anybody actually reads the details of the show, or if they just grab it from iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, and then yeah. I'm just writing because I like to hear myself write, I guess. You like to hear yourself write? Yeah. Sure. That well, sounds it's like, like a Terrence thinks to me. It's like hearing yourself talk, but, you know, sounds different. Like <laughs> that's, the, that's the pencil on paper. It sounds like static. <laughs> or, or, yeah, more. Oh, yeah. Click, 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 like, like thirty years. This typewriter. No one, no <laughs> one knows what I you're was, doing. I was you just said thirty was, years ago. It was thirty years. I had a typewriter. Okay, so um, in high school, I took a typing class, and it was with an actual typewriter. Really? Uh, yeah, but not like the old school, like the big metal ones, it was like but the like the other one. Yeah, it was the electric one where oh, you wow. into the line. Dude, that's you a typewriter. Old. That's a word processor. So it was the word processor. Also, how? Do, how? You're what? Two years older than me? Yeah. I did that on a computer. In high school. Yeah, we Different high schools. Different I high guess schools. So. He grew up in Compton. I, oh, that's no, right. I was born in Linwood and lived in Compton for two years. Oh. And then my parents I like out. my version of your life better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can pull off <laughs> actually growing up in Compton. But, oh. sorry. So, um, I had a, um, I had a training today, uh, this week at work. Yeah. And, um, the guy that was doing the training was, you know, trying to talk about how technology has changed. And he said something about an eight track. And there was a girl in class that didn't know what an eight track was. How are you going to get eight trains on one track? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Man. basically. So then they went on. It just made me think about it. Then they went on, and he said something about when he used to get film developed. <laughs> and she didn't know she what didn't he know was talking that? about. How yeah. Is she? Wow. How old She's like 27. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, she lived under a rock. Just, yeah. I feel I guess like. So. I would feel like, you know... Well, I mean, it depends if her parents were into stuff like that. I mean, you know, it, it just mm-hmm. it depends on where she gets her, her information from. I, no. She no? should know. She really That's should weird. know. Yeah. That's kind of strange. That is strange. To I not mean, know about film? Like, well, camera uh, film. Really? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. I still have a bunch of... Well, I don't know where it is anymore, but uh, I had a bunch of old film um, of my mom's. That I wanted mm-hmm. to try to get developed, but actually the cartridges were so old right, that right. The, it was like the ones where it looked like, um, well, I, the only way I can describe it is, you know, when you get a voicemail, you droid users, uh, <laughs> you get a voicemail, it looks like um, like two circles with a line underneath it, like yes. they're joining, yes. or like maybe yeah, like, like binoculars or something. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what they look like. 
And I remember these, and, and they're exactly like, like we can't about. open these. We have no idea without damaging the film inside. Right. I'm like, really? And it's like a plastic bag full of them. There's probably 25. Oh, man. I'm sure you could you probably can find, a, find a specialty place. Yeah, you just got to go to San Francisco. I think I threw up. I threw them out. I don't know. I mean, what oh, am I going to do with them? We still have like 25 disposable Good thing cameras. Got well, we, speaking of that, we have 25 disposable cameras from our wedding. From you our haven't reception. developed them? No, we haven't. <laughs> and I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, they're gonna, they're, they're not gonna work. There's no. It's been yeah. 14 years. There's no, no way. Uh, It'll work. I yeah, you can get them. They might be a little bit weird, like blown out and stuff. 14 years and they'll still be okay. Be yeah, take them to take them to Walmart or whatever you, tomorrow. Do you still drop film in the little hole? Like you fill out the thing. You no. know, you fill out the bag. Yeah, and you drop so. it in, and then you go in the next day, and you're like, I my think name so. And so, and I'd like to pick up my phone. Well, yeah. you're asking the. I have no idea because I haven't developed film since uh, uh, you know 20 years ago. So I, I have no idea. I think I did it like probably ten years ago, and it yeah. still was the hole. Yeah. I know. All right. Anyway, all this ago. fascinating commentary <laughs> yeah. and more on Ears Up podcast. <laughs> Where's the shotgun? Um, <clears throat> support Ears Up via Amazon link. Reoccurring donations. You can buy Coveyers. You go to getcoveyers.com, and not only do we have Coveyers, we have churro shirts. Uh, we just released a brand new shirt over on T Public. It's the turkey leg shirt. It's the same mm-hmm. castle, but uh, you know, made out of turkey legs with a uh, and swipe of grease. Instead of the uh, pixie dust, or as far as the churro shirts are concerned, the, the brown, sh- not brown sugar, the cinnamon and sugar, or whatever. I think they look pretty cool. Uh, so you can get those over at Tee Public. You can go you know, hit our site for that. Um, our friend who helped us design that shirt, Lulu, she is selling a shirt on Tee Public. You can search Beer Me. It's a cute little beer bottle, and uh, we appreciate her. We appreciate the shirt. And uh, more importantly, we appreciate the feedback that we get from our lovely listeners. Taryn, do you yes. have any feedback today? Oh, we have feedback. All right, cool. Uh, the first one is from Ashley. Uh, hello. I freaking love your podcast. I live in Utah and go to Disneyland about three or four times a year with my husband. We're annual pass holders and literally can't get enough Disney in our lives. Seriously, you should see our house. It's a little scary. Uh, um, I wanted to write in and tell Taryn that I can relate. I feel like we are twins that were separated at birth. Either that Aww. either that, or we share the same brain. I've heard this before. Hide mind. <laughs> um, I also love listening uh, to your Terrence things, not only for the actual thing, but for how Terrence reacts to them. I love hearing his booming laugh. Uh, when he doesn't react like that, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have done one on cue right there. Yeah. Terrence Sting. Uh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you guys what your favorite, quote-unquote, fancy restaurant in the land is. My husband and I are going for our three-year anniversary and wanted to get uh, to go someplace special. We go to the Blue Bayou every time we go because my husband loves the atmosphere. I wanted to try something a little more fancy. We've been to Club 33 a couple of times and really want to get that same feeling some other place in the park yeah. since it's not accessible anymore. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you guys have any ideas. Uh, our anniversary is actually 3-8, so I'm... Guessing I probably won't hear from you guys before I go, but I still thought I'd throw the question out there. Again, love you guys. Did we write back to her? Because I think so we should have. I did. Okay, great. Yes, I wrote back to her. Yeah. I gave her some advice. And she actually wrote back to me and said that her husband's actually quite picky. So mm-hmm. the advice that I gave her was kind of a no-go, and they ended up going to normal places. <laughs> okay. okay. But uh, right. anyway, in, when she wrote back, she also said, um, we were there for the annual pass holder event for the new rock, Rockin' Roadsters ride in Cars Land. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. We were there, we were there for about an hour, we were there about an hour early before the park opened, and when we got into Carsland, the car, the ride was shut down. Shocking. So we decided to grab breakfast at Flo's while we figured out, uh, while they figured out their shiz. Uh, 
when we were done with breakfast, the ride had opened and the line was almost all the way back to Bugs Land while while weaving inside the ride. So we thought we'd try again later. Side note, I love Bugs Land. I think it's adorable. Also, I'm 5'2", so it makes me feel like a giant. (laughs) Uh, So we kept trying throughout the day to get on the ride, but the line stayed about the same length all day. Also, the ride itself looks super lame, so we didn't want to waste all the time in line (laughs) for basically no payoff. We never ended up going on the ride. It was supposed to open on the 7th, which was our last day in the parks, but it rained that morning, so the ride was shut down all day. Wow. Otherwise, we had a lovely trip and are planning to go back sometime in June before our passes expire. Wow. So she's confirming what we all already thought. <laughs> that that ride's weird. Yeah, it is yeah. terrible. That that ride is Luigi's Tires in a different... Skin? Yeah. 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 Maybe cuter. <laughs> Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right, what's the next uh, one? Next one is from Tina. Hi, guys. I wanted to thank you all uh, for all your constant entertainment. I don't know why I heard and hear the name Tina, and I just think of, like, a girl with a little ponytail going, Hi, my name's Tina. <laughs> <laughs> like, with a head back and forth. Sorry, go ahead. Weird. Um, right now, I'm finishing up my senior year at the University of Oregon, and I'm also training for a few half marathons. Your podcasts make my... A few. A few, yeah. Just a few. Just, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> Doesn't make me feel lazy at all. Right. <laughs> Your podcasts make uh, my long runs go by a lot faster. I love when you do an episode on the history of a ride. Um, I constantly tell people about Walt being wheeled through the, the sound stages of Pirates of the Caribbean in an office chair. <laughs> it's so fun to imagine and also kind of hilarious. Really? Because he had to, you know, he had to pick his feet up probably for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is pretty hilarious, yeah. actually, if you imagine it. Um, I loved hearing Bev talk about the history of the Little Mermaid ride because it's one of my favorites, too. However, I made the mistake of looking up the initial concept of the ride on YouTube, and I agree, (laughs) it's so much better than the current ride. I would love to see an episode or even a segment on the history of Soarin' Over California. It's my mom's favorite ride, and I know she would just love to know more about it uh, since she doesn't get to visit the parks as often as I do. I'm heading into the parks in May and September. Hope to see you there. Thanks again for all the amazing content, and I can't wait for the episodes to come awesome yeah. good feedback that's cool um the last one i believe for this uh show is from ted he says hey there i have to say that i'm addicted to ears up i was planning our first family vacation and being an avid uh podcast consumer i was looking for a disneyland podcast to learn from and amp up my excitement level i like that <laughs> that's the reason i would listen to a podcast oh yeah for sure i just want to be excited about something <laughs> to get stoked to go to the park yeah yeah i get it after sampling a ton, I found yours, and it's pure quality. You guys have great info, opinions, and really make it sound like you're listening to a bunch of close friends talk about what they love. Uh, it had been 23 years since I had been to Disneyland. I finally had enough money to to do it big, and that's uh, that's what we did. We stayed at the Paradise Pier for five days yeah. and had park hoppers for four days. There you go. It was one of the most magical times in my life. My son, Han, named after the greatest smuggler, smuggler in the galaxy. <laughs> Harriet Tubman? <laughs> Met, oh, okay. met Chewbacca. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's true. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Come, don't make me feel self-conscious. That's true, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, his son, Han... Met Chewbacca, and when when we told him his name, he ran over and smothered him in hugs. Oh, my that's son, awesome. my son was in heaven. The Chewie whole, smothered him in hugs. Yes. that's cool. Yeah, like that. the whole family had such a great time, and I'm already planning our next trip. You've got a lifelong fan of the show, and I'm also stoked that you guys are from the Bay Area. I was born and raised in San Jose. Uh, anyways, keep up the great work. Oh, and Terrence thinks is the best. Thank you. Uh, I have a similar insane mind that thinks some really off the wall thing. 
Abby's someone. He also says Disneyland is better than DCA. Signed, Ted. We should start calling Taryn Abby. Abby someone. (laughs) Abby normal. (laughs) You put an abnormal brain. Sorry. Um, Frankenstein? Another ass. That's it. Okay. That's it for now. Sorry. That's okay. All right. Awesome. So... We're going to get right to uh, the interview, and on the line, I'm going to have uh, Philip Swift. What did I say? I said it like a robot. Swift. Yeah. Swift. Philip is the director of a really awesome documentary called The Dark Side of Disney, and uh, I j- just watched it again for the second time today to take a couple better notes on it, and uh, I loved it. I think the thing is, is awesome, and uh, here is Raider. Philip, do we have you? Hello. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Uh, I'm all right. I'm doing good. I am battling a cold, so I feel like I'm a little congested. It might sound weird, but um, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm doing all right. Well, you Skype will both. make you sound weird no matter what. So yeah, definitely. And also, my my I have a 16 month old daughter who's sleeping in our our tiny New York apartment, so I'm hiding in the bathroom with the door shut. Oh, so. oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> if how there's you, an echo. That's what it is. How are you still awake? Feel like uh, oh, you that's, be... that's a very good question. How am I? I don't know. I, <laughs> Thank I, you. I was like, oh, ten minutes. Ten fifteen. This is three hours past my bedtime. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, sticking around. Normally, we're going to have you on the second show, uh, but uh, you know, I pulled some strings and I got you on an hour early. So uh, you know, when you're curled up at eleven fifteen, yeah, you can you can thank us. So I want to jump right into the interview, man, because uh, you know, like I was saying, I just saw the movie again for the second time. Um, I think it's awesome, and it's called Great. The Dark Side of Disney, and it's uh, sort of based around a book of the same title, right? How did you how did you get involved uh, with the author of that book? Yeah, the short of it is that I made – my last film was called uh, The Bubble, and it was a documentary about Celebration Florida, which for those who don't know is the, the town that is literally built inside of Walt Disney World. It was built in 1994, started in 94, finished 96 um, by the Disney Corporation and about 10,000 people live there. Uh, and in 2000 and I'm going to say six, yeah. I might be wrong on that date, uh, there was a, a murder there, a high-profile murder um, that happened and kind of drew attention to the town of Celebration. Uh, and I was very – I had a lot of questions about it uh, that no one was um, answering. About the town? By, yeah, about the town, okay. about the murder and about other stuff uh, with going on with, with, with Disney involvement and all that. Uh, and so I had some time off and I went to celebration and I just started talking to people on camera and, uh, made a documentary about it. And then when I wanted to sort of get an alternative, uh, avenue for, for, uh, outreach when, when releasing the film, um, I connected with Leonard Kinsey, the author of the dark side of Disney. So I felt like it was kind of, you know, tangentially connected yeah. um, to his work. Um, I felt like, okay, we had, I, the tagline for the bubble was murder, sex, Disney, this town has it all. <laughs> and I felt like that really tied into what Leonard was doing with uh, his uh, best-selling travel guide. Um, and uh, it, we, we, he really enjoyed the movie. I sent him a copy, uh, and he really enjoyed it. And then we just kind of, for a little while, we had a back-and-forth email thread that was going on. You know, we would send each other links about weird Disney stuff. And eventually, uh, you, you know, you get that itch to, like, okay, what's my next project? What's the next thing I'm going to work on? Uh, and I kept going back and thinking about his book and how interesting it would be to have sort of a uh, visual version of it. Uh, but then when you start, you start to go, you go on YouTube and you Google like getting high at Disney World or um, <laughs> having sex at Disney World, and you see people doing it, and it's just kind of like, oh, no, that guy's just like stoned uh, riding Space Mountain, and it's just not very. It's funny, 
uh, to watch on YouTube, uh, but there's not really any like weight to it. Um, right. And so the pitch I made eventually then to Leonard was his book tells us how to do these things. Um, the movie uh, being a documentary, I think should ask why. <laughs> Why do uh, these adults, these, you know, adults with real lives and real jobs and real families, why do they feel the need to kind of step outside of the the, the boundaries of, of Walt Disney World and those experiences uh, and, and see it from the dark side? And I, th- I think that's a, a, a totally valid question, and, and that gets into the heart of even just the title. You know, the dark side yeah. of Disney could be... You know, the, the legal issues, like you were talking about with the murder, or uh, just the weird stuff that happens behind the scenes, or how to experience it in a different way than clearly what they intended. The entire the entirety of, of the parks are, you know, highly designed to make you essentially enjoy a thing a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you ran into people throughout your, your travels through this movie that, doesn't, that, that don't necessarily take that, that view. They don't, I think they don't want to be guided by Disney. They want to figure out... You know what else? What else is going on? There's a there's a draw, and I think your mom. Which, by the way, I love your mom. I think your mom's a star of the yes. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was uh, awesome. She, she's getting tired of hearing that. I think. Um, but, <laughs> like, but, where's my check? <laughs> right. Yeah. She's also like my number one fan. Of course, she uh, <laughs> yeah. is more than happy to come out to any screening and and talk to anyone. Um, oh, tell me she signs yeah, autographs. <laughs> tell me. Tell me what? Tell me she signs autographs. She should. I don't know why she doesn't, uh, <laughs> but she definitely should. Um, that's a very good. I should get her on that. You should. Uh, well, it, she is great. She's ridiculous. She's a ridiculous human being. Uh, I'm the <laughs> only child of, of a single mother. Uh, my father passed away before I was born, so we have like this, you know, bond that that kind of situation uh, brings upon a, a mother and child. Um, and so we. Um, Always, you know, we, we went to Disney World all the time growing up. It was just what we did. We traveled from Ohio and, and went at least every year. That's so awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just sometimes we would drive, and it was those long drives. Or we would fly sometimes, but it was her thing. It was like the thing that she really needed to do uh, and really just to get away from the, the you know, day-to-day life. Yeah, uh, and, and she talks about – she says uh, – sorry to cut you off. In, in, the, no, no, no. In, in the first part, you know, you're, you guys are basically chatting about uh, why – so much she goes to Disney World, right? And and why people are attracted, why adults specifically are attracted to that. And she said something about they don't treat you any differently than children or than if you're by yourself. Uh, it's the same exact, uh, you know, display no matter what, the same interaction, the same parade even. Um, and I think that's why I think she's keyed in a little bit on, on, on why we're all doing this show and why as adults, I mean, you know, my wife and I don't have any children, uh, but we like going to the parks. And I think that's, I think that's why they don't treat you any differently. They don't look at you like an outsider. You're still part of the family. You're still participating in something. Uh, that children like, uh, which you know is a little weird to say, I suppose. <laughs> sometimes you should just sometimes you should just have a feeling and stick with it and don't express it in words. Right, right. Because now it's weird. That was one of those times. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so, are you uh, like your mom, a, a super fan essentially? I I don't know if I'm going to say I'm a super fan. I feel like. Um, I, if it comes down to me, I now have a 16 month old daughter and then in, in the honor of, of transparency, we did take her to Disney World for her first birthday. My mom Aww. wouldn't have had it any other way. Of course. Uh, we had, we had a screening of the dark side of Disney the night before in Orlando, um, which was a big hit. And then we, uh, the next day for Margot's birthday, we took her around and instead of drinking around the world at Epcot, uh, <laughs> that's probably a bad idea with a one year old, we went to as many countries as we could. 
uh, and had um, people sing happy birthday to her there in those countries. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and she, of course, you know, one-year-old, she was just kind of blown away by the size and scope of it. Uh, but I did shoot a little, little, like, video of it, and it's actually going to be a bonus feature on the DVD when it comes out. That's good. Um, I like so, it. So, yeah, it'll be good. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the, 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 I'm more, uh, this point in my life, I'm very interested, like, I guess, in, in peeking behind the curtain. Like, that kind of stuff does excite me. Yeah. I grew up, uh, in, in, like I said, Akron, Ohio is where I'm from, which is this sort of, uh, dying sort of industrial town. It was the home of, like, Goodyear rubber and, Firestone and things like that. And there were a lot of old abandoned uh, factories to like break into and sneak oh, yeah. around in as a teenager. Um, well, and that's and so I've always it... been kind of like interested in that kind of stuff. And, th- and that kind of what turned me on to the, the dark side of Disney. Uh, or what I really found excited about it was the stuff that, that Leonard did in the book with like sneaking into the Utilidors and his interview with Hoot Gibson about, you know, jumping off the rides and sneaking uh, all around behind the scenes at Horizons at Epcot. That stuff always, always, for some reason, has really excited me. Yeah, and I can I can tell now that you've, uh, you know, said about the uh, the empty warehouses and factory buildings and stuff, because that is kind of part of the book that you really cover and that you focused on is, is the parts where he interviewed uh, the guy called Hoot Gibson. Um, who in the in the movie you you have access to some of his VHS tapes of him and his friend Chief uh, running around jumping off the ride in Horizons, which is no, you know no longer around anymore, but uh, jumping off the ride and just hanging out and taking pictures and close up pictures of the animatronics and of the of the sets because for hours for hours. <laughs> <laughs> hours. I love it because he says it in the in the interview we did where he says like oh you know four or five hours we were back there you don't believe him and then it cuts back to the the old VHS footage and he's just like ah oh, five hours we did it well and it's nighttime <laughs> it's like what's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on so funny that's like my dream I want to yeah I want to do that right. on Pirates of the Caribbean like I just want to yeah. go and well I'm sure now do it. it's not uh, so when you so being a Disney you know fan at least and going there for for much of your childhood. What did you think when you first saw that footage? It, it really blows your mind. It's like uh, it's like Wizard of Oz style, like peeking behind the curtain and seeing you know what's really going on. Like when you're a very little kid, you're, you're blown away by it. It's like the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus or something. You that you assume this is all real. Um, they really do have every you know president up there on that stage, you know, talking <laughs> yeah. to you uh, when you while you take a nap in the air conditioning. Right. Um, <laughs> But as you get older, it's more I, – I really did – like I was really into like the carousel of progress uh, when I was a, a jaded teenager because I really liked to think about like uh, what it looked like behind the scenes and how these robots were all working uh, and giving these you know ideas of what the future was going to be like. Uh, so, yeah, when I stumbled across I, – before I even hooked up with Leonard, uh, the author of Dark Side of Disney – I, I do remember stumbling uh, upon the Mesa Verde Times blog, which is Hoot Gibson's blog, where he had posted all these photos and videos of his adventures with Chief. Wow. And I, and I didn't even make the connection until, like, the day we met, I think, the day I actually met him in person. I was like, wait, oh, my God, like, 15 years ago or something, I was, you know, on, like, a AOL, like, looking at your, your Mesa Verde Times uh, <laughs> blog spot. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff, and he and, and and you know we can call him Dave. Dave is his real name. Yeah. Um, Dave uh, is serious about it all too. He he has taken it to like he looked at it as an education, as I say in the film, and now he has every intention of building his own uh, little amusement park. Uh, and I I have actually seen the plans for it. I've seen the oh, wow. like the investor's guide to it. Um, and he says that in the next you know five to ten years, probably five years. 
uh, he hopes to have it open on, on his little plot of land out in, uh, out in Florida. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fascinating. It's crazy stuff. He's, he's a wonderful guy. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, it, has anybody from Disney come after him for that stuff? You as far as, you know, what's funny is that, that right, he still was for a little while there working off and on with Disney. Like he had moved up out of the Janet Quarrel stuff that he talks about in the movie. He had worked in the, um, the shops there that basically refurbish or repair, mm -hmm. uh, ride vehicles and other things like that. Uh, and he would do it as like sort of a, he would think, okay, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to put my time in it at, you know, behind the scenes at Disney World and maybe work my way up the ladder. Uh, and he would always, he said that after like a month or two, every time someone would be like, he would look at the person, he'd look at this like assembly line of people, like one guy, like fixing the nose on a character or like, you know, plastic animatronic robot. And then the next guy would fix the ear and the next guy would fix the eye. <laughs> and then, oh, they mess it up. So they have to send it back to the nose guy. Um, and he would just like sit there and like become this ball of like enraged, you know, just furious anger uh, because he would say he would eventually just say like, I can do all of this in the time that you guys uh, are, are taking. I can do all of it in the time right. you're taking just to do that nose. Uh, and he would kind of like, you know, throw, he would throw his hands up and walk out. Uh, but he was so good at the job that they kept kind of bringing him back every now and then. Uh, <laughs> and something that didn't make it into the movie is that when we were driving around having that interview, uh, he said that he had just like turned down. He said, you know, I think Phil, I think this is the last time I'm ever even going to like acknowledge, uh, their, their phone call. Uh, I don't oh, ever wow. want to go back. Wow. So, and to most people, yeah, that's a dream job. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But his whole thing was that he really saw it. He could see the whole picture, and he was so tired of like having to like zoom in and get on those tiny little itty bitty uh, details. And so I think it's why yeah, the dream of like building his own thing is is just burning inside of him. Gosh, you know, and I wonder how they get to that point because you know when they first opened, they had one person to do. They, hey, make this face, repair this thing, you know, this entire mm -hmm. thing, and you had to have a a broader range of abilities. But now it seems. Uh, you know, I don't know. They're adding more jobs to kind of take the workload off, and maybe that's just kind of a byproduct of uh, overhiring, or I don't know what. But that's uh, yeah, that sounds terrible. I think a big complaint that he uh, he and a lot of people have is the, the lack of innovation too. You know, it goes. Oh, yeah. I think you see that with a lot of corporations, of course. Though, when when the true like you know uh, visioneer uh, goes away, with you know Disney going away, or you look at like Steve Jobs with Apple, or. You know, there's so many different other ones that you can think of um, where when that when that original pioneer kind of goes away, the, the company kind of just flounders and never really like truly innovates ever again. Hmm. That's crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, after the first time I saw the uh, the film, I sent you an email and I was like, you captured mm -hmm. these little tiny moments, which, you know, uh, I fancy myself a, a filmmaker at one point. I went to film school for a little bit and we do some videos here. But, uh, you know, and so I like when I see documentaries or I see films like that, you just you look at a point or two. Every film, every everything has a moment. Right. But you have a couple of them. One <laughs> was uh, when you're. Uh, Let's see, where did I go? I have my notes. Oh, yeah. You were talking about your mom about uh, do, not doing anything to get banned. Like, would you ever do anything to get banned? She says no. And then she kind of, like, looks <laughs> off to the side of the screen yeah. and actively thinks about it. Oh, she's thinking so hard. She yeah. considers it. She's like... What is the what is the one breaking? Like what yeah. would I do? Yeah, and What's then she the goes. And she goes, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I love that. I love that moment. The second moment was when you're talking to your wife, and so you go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to to Florida, and I'm going to try to go through the utilidors. 
in Disney World. Mm-hmm. And you t- <laughs> you talk to your wife, and she's on uh, like Google Chat or whatever with your crew, and she goes, uh, you know, she wouldn't mind if you went to jail because uh, she's been to jail, and she wants a point of reference <laughs> for the two of you to talk about. I, I loved lost, that. I lost it. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, a, it's always a, a question during, during the Q and A's. People are always like, "What? Uh, your wife went to jail? What? Can you explain?" <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, you, you get to be in your thirties and you do some things and you end up in jail. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it does happen. Yeah, my my wife does a lot of um, activism work here in New York uh, oh, okay. for for you know human rights kind of stuff and healthcare adv- advocacy uh, things. And on a couple occasions, she was arrested in D.C. Uh, on the floor of, of uh, Congress for um, interrupting a, a session of Congress uh, during a hearing. Her and, and eight other people were <clears throat> one by one uh, ushered out of the hall and taken to the, the, the holding cell in, um, in Congress and then wow. transferred to the, the, the D.C. Um, police department. I feel like congressional um, jail so. might be kind of cushier than <laughs> County or whatever. It's a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit different than than, than Disney jail, probably too. Yeah, well, yeah, see, then you could yeah. have had that moment. Yeah. Which is better, congressional jail or Disney jail? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, it's what it, also. Oh, go ahead. Uh, did you did you really like honestly have a fear that you might, or maybe it's not a fear, but did you really think that there was a possibility you could go to jail from what you were doing? So the before I I learned a bunch of stuff, my initial thought was. Um, if it happened, like if we did get banned or if we got like, you know, caught for trespassing or something or sent to jail, my perspective of, as a filmmaker was that that would be amazing. Yes. That would add yes. this like new That's layer true. to the movie. <laughs> and if we got banned, then it would like we could follow the appeal process. Like I know people <laughs> that have been banned and now actually have been, you know, unbanned because of a whole <clears throat> like year long uh, court case they had to go through. Um, but now I'm a little kind of like jaded with more information, uh, where there's like the little things about, uh, where you start to learn about what they can and can't do at Walt Disney World as far as security is concerned. What do you mean? And, uh, I, well, I have to say, first of all, that I'm not a, a 100% legal expert on these things. So <laughs> what I'm, what I'm saying are from a, from a, you know, I'm, this is not the, the gospel in any way. Right. Okay. So don't take my advice. Don't listen to me. But what I have heard is that number one, uh, uh, Disney employees, including security, are not allowed to put their hands on you. They're not allowed to touch you, um, and especially if you're on, like on the uh, above ground where everybody else is supposed to be, um, they will do anything in their powers to prevent a scene from happening. So if you know you've done something bad, if you were like smoking weed in the bathroom or you were like you know um, having a, a sexual activity on a ride, uh, I'll keep it kind of, um, you know, PG, um, (laughs) and you are walking through the park and you, and somebody comes up to you and says, Oh, Hey, they they always have a code word. They won't say like, come with us. You're, you know, you're going Mm -hmm. to security. They'll say things like, hi, what a magical day. Uh, you've been upgraded. You should come with us. And then they will like, (laughs) absolutely right. Be aware of the upgrades. Yeah, they'll sweep you away into a holding room, and then the the Osceola County uh, sheriffs uh, will be there waiting for you. Oh, and they can touch you all day long. Yeah. And so, exactly. Okay. So the trick is to just walk away when you, even if you think you deserve an upgrade, uh, just say, no, I'm okay. And then make a beeline for the exit and get in your car and drive away. That and then come, right. come back later. Like they won't, they'll forget you. There's a lot of people coming in that park. Uh, but it's the people that, that, you know, you fall for the upgrade or fall, fall for the, for the upgrade. 
uh, other stuff. Yeah, don't don't do it. So um, that makes total sense now. And you know, like I said, your goal for the for the movie, or for at least going to Disney World, is to try to get into the Utilidor. So you got a, a fake ID, Disney ID, fake Disney ID from an actual <laughs> cast member. It looked like. And you, and then there was a moment in the film where there was an, an issue with the tickets, and uh, you were talking to Leonard, <laughs> and he was like, "You might be on the be on the lookout list, so be careful. It might be a trap. They busted some other cat doing this thing." And I'm sitting here going, "How? How does he? I, I, I don't even know what I would do. I'm, I would probably just call the whole thing <laughs> off and like go hide in the bushes I would start yeah. and crying. The and rest of my away. movie would be like the the final parts of Blair Witch Project." <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, would, I would watch that. I would totally watch that. Just someone like hunkered down in a bush, like in the Magic Kingdom, oh, crying, having a total sobbing, breakdown, oh, sobbing in Adventureland. God, that'd be amazing. Just eating like bits of popcorn off the ground. <laughs> it's been day thirty-seven. So tell me about this this cat. I mean, don't tell me about the cast member, but uh, right. you somehow shadily, I'm sure, uh, in, in the deep internet, the deep web, contacted this cast member, and he made you a fake ID, and that's strictly just to get you into the Utilidors, purely for cinematic purposes. Mm-hmm. Nothing right, nefarious. and it's it's a purely cosmetic thing. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a, a total prop. It didn't have like there was a magnetic strip. There was a, a like a UPC uh, or um, like a little scanning uh, yeah. QR code thing on it. Uh, none of them worked, though they weren't, but they were programmable according to the guy. Oh, wow. Uh, so, like, who knows what that means? Jeez. Um, so, so, is he trying to get it, fired or what? <laughs> that is straight shady, man. So, I, I can't even begin to say his name. What, my, my favorite thing about the guy is that he has the fakest name ever. Like, so even if I said his name, you would be like, that's not a real name. Well, you call him that's Walt totally- in the movie, which I think is perfect. Yeah, yeah, Walt. Yeah, Walt. Yeah, Walt. Walt. So Leonard Kinsey, the author of the book uh, Dark Side of Disney, he like it was one of the first things he showed me in the interview. It's I feel bad because there's a part that part in the movie where he's showing me his fake ID. Yeah, the audio isn't the best because I wasn't really ready for it. Uh, (laughs) I probably could have said like, look, can we do this again? Um, but I, I try to capture it as it happened, as a you know true documentarian should. Yeah. Um, and so. I, and it was a kind of like right as I got into his house, he was like, here's my fake ID. Like, Let me tell you all about it. Uh, and so, of course, he was able to hook me up with a guy who made him a fake ID. Wow. Um, the person, uh, you know, I'm not going to say whether the person works for any of the parks or not, but he does okay. have an inside knowledge of what they look like. Um, but that's enough. also an easily, you know, thing. You can look that up on Google and see what they look like. Oh, totally. Um, or just watch your movie. So, yeah, we – there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the one, well – uh, there's a punchline to it all at the end, but okay. so we meet the guy, uh, and he gives us he gives me this this fake ID, and and then he takes me down into the tunnels, and and it totally works. He, he, as you said in the movie, that we get stopped by a security guard, and, and he says, uh, "Let me see your ID," and it totally it works. It completely works. I've had people at, at screenings come up to me, um, especially the one in Orlando. Uh, you know, cast members from the park came to the screening, and they did a little side by side comparison, and they're like, no. "Oh God, yeah." It's exactly awesome. the same. Oh, wow. Now, the joke, the joke, the punchline is that if you look at the, the, the shot of it in the film and you see the ID, the guy asked me, what name do you want on your ID? And I could have said any name in the world. And I was like, oh, I don't know, but my name? <laughs> my <laughs> name on it. <laughs> and so if you look at it, it has my, entire, it has my middle initial and like everything. Oh, good. Okay, it, like, it has, I think it, even, it has my birth date on it. which is You, so want, you want to go to jail. Yeah. Give me your <laughs> social security <laughs> yeah. number and your address, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> what, what would your mom do, do you think, if you got banned? Oh. If you actually got banned from Disney World, 
Would she disown you? I feel like she would. <laughs> I, I don't think, I think that she would be fine. And I think it comes up in the movie. It definitely comes up at Q&As whenever she's around at screenings. But um, I think she would be fine if, if anybody in the world can get banned as long as it's not her. Um, if, and, I, and there is a part of me, and, I, and she's like, no, I'm not worried. But there's a part of me that is worried that, that you know, uh, so somebody's going to see this movie and see that she, like, scattered uh, her own mother's ashes in the moat around the castle. Yeah, and, yeah that was going to be my question yeah. to you. Well, I, I yeah. feel if Hoot is, is, t- is still running around in the land of the living, like, there's no reason that they would go after your, your mom. I mean, this right. you know, this kid ran around a ride, but... I mean, maybe it's no longer exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then maybe maybe they want to make an example of this lady, (laughs) this cancer survivor. She should file an appeal if that happens. (laughs) Right, right, right. She also like has to like support a a small army of people that work there with how much she goes. It's it's so bad now. I mean, it's not bad, but she literally goes now. That's like she's got the house to herself and she you know is doing her own thing and. Uh, she works, you know, full time job. A very, she's a director of nursing in a nursing home, which oh, is, wow. you know, a very, you know, thankless job. But she, you know, does her uh, does her job and, and you know loves it. Uh, she now goes to Disney World three or four times a year. She like lives oh, in Ohio, nice. has a season pass. She'll say, "Oh, I had a bad week. Um, I'm going to Florida." <laughs> Um, it's like medicine you know, I, for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I'll, I'll call her. Well, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm riding Splash Mountain. Like, what? <laughs> oh, that's great. And you're like, Mom, what's going on? I'm just hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. nothing. Right. So, what and you know, when yeah. you, when you go to the parks, they have the, those photo pass things. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where um, you get to, like the Magic Band or whatever, and they'll take your picture in front of you know things, and then at the end of the day, you all your um, pictures are linked to your your band and you can like buy all the photos and everything um and it's supposed to be i mean it's designed for like families and couples and that you can get a little book made so it says like our trip to disney as you go home and you have all these great memories um and i've said this to her before i've said this publicly so this isn't like a a bad thing but if you go in my mom's house she has like stacks of those books and if you open them up uh the pictures are all like her by herself like with <laughs> oh. mickey mouse or her like by herself in front of the castle and, and when you first look at it uh, to me it's always very like depressing i'm always like kind of like oh mom, yeah. oh, mom. <laughs> you can't and then i it. say like this is so sad like, and she's like no it's great look at that i'm with goofy look at me look i was sitting next to ariel at the restaurant it's great that's not it. sad it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So she loves it. I like that attitude. I mean, you have to have an attitude like that in order to to keep going by yourself, you know. Because I've right, yeah. I've been to Disneyland one time by myself, and it was very weird. It was yes. almost very surreal. Um, I felt like everyone was looking at me. Yes, you're absolutely um, right. But I'm a man, and maybe that's different if you're a woman, right? And you're kind of just hanging out and cruising. But she's like on a different level. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is this is my home away from home. And yep. I've heard people say that about the parks before, but it, it sounds like your mom, like, really embraces that, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it goes back to what you guys said about you know they don't treat her any different. They don't treat her any different at all. They they say, hey, yeah. have a magical day. Like even the day that I went with her to film the stuff to talk about how we scattered my grandmother's ashes, um, it was like the, there's a, a little scene where we go to meet Mickey Mouse. Yeah, uh, and and uh, it was literally like 11:59 when we got there, and there was this long line, and they were like closing it at midnight, uh, but they everybody that was in the line was still you know okay, good to go to meet Mickey Mouse. 
And uh, we're standing there in line waiting and, you know, hanging out. And I say, you know, I want to film you with Mickey, so I'm going to stand back. Um, and when we get up to Mickey Mouse, like he, there, there's a whole line of people. You can hear his handler say, all right, uh, smile for the camera. And, okay, move on. But then Mickey Mouse decides to, like, spend this, like, minute or two uh doing this like card trick with my mom oh wow uh while there's all of these people like in line like waiting like these kids and these you know all these other people that in my mind deserve the time with mickey Moore. but <laughs> whoever it was like in the mickey costume that day was like you know what this lady is important this lady deserves a magic trick for a minute uh and it's it's the you see it for just a second in the in the, the movie i wonder uh, what uh... it's it's a huge smile that she has on her face and it's a genuine smile i wonder what the character saw in your mom that would, that would I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maybe, Maybe. yeah. It's all here. It's that lady again. <laughs> yeah. Come on up, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, I want to I wanna get to the Utilidors uh, again, just circle back on that real fast, because just – and I, I try to put myself in your shoes um, – Walking into the utilidors, and you know, for people who don't know, it's uh, it's a bit a big utility corridor around the the perimeter of the of the park, right? And it connects all the the lands and whatever. Um, and it's backstage. It's you're not supposed to be there. That's why you have your fake ID. Um, can you just describe for us that moment when you opened the door into mm. the other into the you passed through the other world? What was that the, like? The, the biggest moment that really that it hit me was when you are there's like a wooden door and it's uh it's across the way from um uh the um it's right near Hall of Presidents I can't think exactly what whether my mind is a little fried right now but it's this wooden door there's not a sign on it it doesn't say like cast members only or anything it's just it's just a wooden door with with no not even like really a much of a handle on it and you go through the door and immediately it's it's you're in this like access like you know pathway tunnel kind of thing and there's like helium tanks and like you know like garbage cans and it's just kind of like filthy and you immediately can smell and like feel the difference from like the manicured perfect world mm -hmm. of of the magic kingdom into this uh access tunnel uh we walk in and immediately on this like picnic bench there's just like two maintenance guys like sitting there shooting the breeze uh and they just wave they say hey and we walk on by um and then there's like a loading dock and then you go down three or four flights of stairs uh and then you're in the utilidors and it's part of why it's if you you go right now and google utilidors there's you can see photos of it it's not like that magical of a of a, of a thing to see in the movie i say if it feels like you're behind the scenes of the mall yeah. really like if you've ever done that um it's not that impressive. It's all like completely like utilitarian for yeah, tan you know, walls to... and gray boxes and yeah. cement. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there wasn't. I, I wanted to see like God. I would have loved to have seen like Mickey Mouse with his head off, like slip, sipping from a flask or something, or <laughs> yeah. you know, Snow White like doing cocaine. You know, uh, but there was nothing. It was. It was just like okay, cool. And then you have, of course, you have this like adrenaline rush, and you have the you're you're not supposed to be there and. And uh, you're trying to film also at the same time, like trying to make sure it looks good. And, was it scary? Um, get, a, get as much as you can. Were you nervous? And it was, yeah, it's definitely a little scary because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. But the more time I spend down there, though, the less and less, of course, that, that eases off. And, um, and, and I do say it in the movie, especially in the Magic Kingdom, that it did just feel like behind the scenes of the shopping mall. It wasn't that impressive. On the other side, the stuff at Epcot was truly impressive to me, and I wish we had spent more time there uh, because what's interesting about Epcot is that they have, for some reason, there's a lot of 
still standing, um, you know, remnants of these old rides that are around, like the second floor of Imagination that we sneak up to. Um, yeah, he, you do that in in the video, in the in the yeah. film. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. He, there are other things that we didn't like. It, it didn't really work on film. You couldn't really tell. But I don't know if you guys have much, you know, memory or history with Epcot. But there mm-hmm. was uh, a, a lot of like silly educational things. But they all, growing up as a kid, they meant a lot to me. So at one moment, he takes me into this area behind what is now Soren, which is this ride that everybody loves. Yeah. Um, and we go into this just empty stage area, and there's this kind of hole in the ground, this giant like pit in the ground. And he points at the hole and he says, that's the old Food Rocks stage, which is like the, stu- the stupidest thing. <laughs> the Food Rocks was like this animatronic, like uh, nutrition-based uh, educational show. Oh, sounds awesome. Uh, that they had at the land at Epcot. Yeah, it was like, you know, the fridge opened and this like lady came out and was like, no, <laughs> eggs are good to eat because they're protein. Uh, and you're like, oh. And you, as like a four-year-old kid, five, six, you're very like, yeah, eggs are good. Yeah, I love um, them now. But none of that's there. None of that's there anymore. It's just this hole in the ground. But it was like him saying that to me, like, that's the old food rock stage. Like, it really did hit me like, oh, man, I had like, you know, years and years and years of memories of like going to that stupid, like animatronic show every time. Uh, And then that's all. It was still kind of there. There was like the ghost of it there. Yeah. Uh, And in Epcot, for some reason, there's a lot of that, those like fingerprints, those those ghosts um left behind whereas in the utilidors it's just you know you, you know utilidors <laughs> did did your memories change a little bit seeing these places not lit up like in the the, the journey to imagination or whatever um the rainbow corridor um yeah i don't know if they did i don't know if they did i mean i yeah. i still because i i think in making the like looking back at the old like you know promotional footage that we use in the movie um that i just watching that old like dhs stuff that people have captured um got me excited again like i got kind of nostalgic again uh, for that stuff yeah i don't know if i would if i would just be like oh you know it's like meeting your idols you know they say never meet your idols because right. they're just normal people, and they're not like the the rock god or the the podcast legend Jason Petman. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, and then you you go you meet the person, you're like, hey, you're just you kind of stink, and you're shorter than I thought you would be, and it's not very cool. And I would just want to go get a beer somewhere. Um, yeah, I think that having the physical space to be in, especially with imagination, having like all the lights turned off, and yeah. and being able to walk through the space, it's like walking. It'd be, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a. A, a, a parallel to it but it's like walking through um you know if you're i don't know if you're like a sports fan uh walking through like madison square garden like when the knicks aren't playing it's like oh this is weird like i shouldn't be here but but i am yeah um you know it's okay. a, and so it had that kind of feeling and it really did you know spaces uh absorb that energy i guess people say um <laughs> and so instead of one person instead of one idol you're meeting you're meeting like you're feeling the the presence that the space had for people for, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you be the judge. Um, I want to <laughs> talk about Raptor. <laughs> uh, yes. Because that kid, I want to put him in my pocket and carry him around with me forever. Um, <laughs> I also just want to make sure he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He seems I can, like a I can person. tell you first and foremost that Raptor is thriving these days. He's doing great. It's oh, been good. about. Um, I guess it's been. A year and a half since we shot that stuff. Yeah. Um, and he is doing really, really well. He, he actually has a job, um, at Universal Studios working in the Jurassic Park area. No. Awesome. That's like his dream. 
Which is totally his dream. And every day, like, if you go on Facebook, like, every day he's posting photos of, like, him. His joke is that he'll go to, like, all the, the costume characters around Universal Studios um, and get a picture with them. And then whether he did this or not, he'll say, like, uh, like Scooby-Doo didn't want to hit the didn't want to hit the vape. Uh, oh, my gosh. As, as if he went up and, like, tried to get him to smoke weed with him. Um, I don't know if that actually happened or not, but I, every time I see it, I laugh. I think, oh, he's, he probably did try to get in this movie. I mean, you know, you, so you, you, uh, you, you explained his email and you introduced the kid and I'm like, this kid shouldn't even exist. Like he, <laughs> he shouldn't even be allowed to, to be a, like he would have, should have killed himself years ago with all the stuff he's been doing, man. All the drugs. He's, he's a heavy drug He's user. just a fascinating kid. And, and, he's and super it's, fascinating. It's like right out of the gate, like he, like he has like the solution to his problem. Like what he said, he says it right away. He says, I don't know what's wrong. I come here. I do all the drugs in the world. Even if I do all the drugs in the world and I leave, I still feel like terrible Yeah. after leaving. And you have to say, I like, you have to think like, well, I don't think it's the place. <laughs> I think it's the fact that you come here and do all the drugs in the world. Like, anyone that was that, the first yeah, thing you know, I like, said, I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think we, everyone knows your, you know, knows the solution there, bud. Right, but uh, uh, he but, loves like, it. He, he was, you know, he's a young kid. Uh, that's a lot of things that, that that I. A lot of people say exactly what you said about how you want to like put him in your pocket, or uh, <laughs> a lot of people say, "Oh, I just want to give him a hug and it's, <laughs> tell him it's going to be okay." Because we all were like, you know, I, I was like that. I mean, I don't know if I was like that exactly, but <laughs> well, I was. Um, you I know, you. I had a, my early twenties, my late teens, were like I was a terrible person. Like, uh, <laughs> and I got better with age, and it did get better. I got yeah. much better. Totally, and, and, you know. Yeah. How was he as a, a traveling companion? Because there's another moment where, you know, so for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet, uh, you know, Raptor is smoking a lot of weed. And, uh, you know, he gets to the hotel with these guys and he smokes weed and he starts coughing and he's like, he's like asking you for water and he's taking a sip of water and you're standing there with your coffee cup <laughs> and you're just smiling in the camera and this kid's chugging water because he's smoking too much weed and he's coughing. And I'm like, this kid has to be... I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're thinking at the time. Like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> he, I mean, he, the email, like, I had to put the email there, yes. like, verbatim in, totally. in, the, uh, in the movie because it's all about, you know, I, I uh, love uh, Leonard Kinsey and, and then Hoot Gibson and uh, oh, I admire what they do. And if there's going to be a movie of the, of the book, I got to be in it. Um, and the thing that sold me was not the, the drugs and everything. It was really his love for Christopher Cross. Yes. That, yes. that was When I read that, I swear to God, when I read that, my mind popped. Like I, I couldn't believe what I was reading about uh, this this kid. I, and I like we were friends on Facebook, so I was like looking at pictures of him. I'm like, that dude, yeah. that dude loves to like drop acid and then goes to cross. Dude, so I have to see this. I have to see oh this. You 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 put up his email, like you said. Uh, it was a cool effect. I liked it actually. And um, and you're like, you know, he goes, yeah, I, I, I you know, what hit, took two hits of acid and some MDA, and I was melting into my seat with Christopher Cross was playing and I'm going, this kid has to be in the movie. And then there yeah. he is in the movie. And I just, I did exactly what you just said. This kid. That's right. right. And I, I like opened a, a tab on my computer. And I like, I literally Googled Christopher Cross just to make sure I was thinking of the right person. I was like, <laughs> right, Christopher about, Cross. He's about sailing. He's talking about. Yeah. Christ it takes me away. Oh, I mean, so, so you mean the, the, that, that he loves the. You were shocked that he loves Christopher Cross, not that. Yeah, this kid. Well, all of it. Like, oh, all of the it. whole ball. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, was, I was amazed. I was amazed. Well, that's why. Uh, I mean, and he's he's a great guy. He's he's a really like funny guy. He's got this. Um, he, you know, he's younger, but he has this kind of like older appreciation for that. Like he's super into like the Cure. 
um, and uh, and Weezer, like which I thought like I was super into Weezer back, you know, and when the first couple albums came out, so we yeah. like we had this connection on that level. Like uh, the Disney connection, of course, was 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 strong between us. Um, but he he seemed much like you know he was very educated in the ways of like Disney's nostalgia, like an old uh, soul. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. And he he could easily fall in step with any conversation that like Leonard Kinsey or Hugh Gibson is going to like lay down. Uh, I, I was a little, I don't, I, we, we ended up hanging out with him for three days, which was a little longer. I thought we were only going to do one day, like go <laughs> hang out at Epcot and then see Christopher Cross. Yeah. Uh, and he, we ended up hanging out a little bit longer, which, uh, was fine. It was perfectly fine. And he, and he, you know, it, it was, was a good kid. Uh, and I think, I think getting the moments that we got with him at the Christopher Cross concert. Oh my God. I don't think we would have got, if we had just spent one day with him, we wouldn't have got to that point. And yeah. having spent three days with him, <laughs> um, we were able to get to a, a, a nice point where, uh, we were, we knew maybe what we were looking for. And when it happened, like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. Because <laughs> and that's, I talk about like, so you were saying earlier about the, you look for those moments in, in, yeah. in, in film, uh, in documentaries too. Um, to me, it boils down to often the editing, like, you, you know, yeah. you have to be able to like, as a camera person, you have to be able to like, make sure you're, you've got everything in focus and that you're rolling and that you don't move the camera away. Like you see something, okay, I'm going to hold on it. I'm going to wait for it to happen. <laughs> and it happens. Uh, but even more so in the editing, it's like, that's, those are the moments I think like that, like that moment you said with my mom, where I say like, would you ever you know do anything to get banned? It's the editing that like lets that moment like lay there in front of you like you the audience have to sit there and like watch my mom really think about that and it's the same thing with logan like when when logan kind of like hits his peak at that christopher cross concert <laughs> literally it's, uh, the first first time we, we screened that in the Ana at the anaheim screening way back in in uh in august i think of last year god it seems like a million years ago um <laughs> We he hadn't seen the movie. I tried to send him a copy of it, and he was like, "No, I, I want to come out to Anaheim and and see it fresh with fresh eyes." That's cool. Uh, and I was really worried about how he was going to react. Uh, and it was the first time we'd seen it in an audience. It was like 175 people in this you know screening at the the, the Frida Theater in um, Santa Ana, California, uh, just 10 minutes away from the uh, D23 convention that was going on at the time. <laughs> nice. um, if you brought your badge, you got 50% off the ticket. That was how we, uh, <laughs> we got those Disney fans in the door. <laughs> but, um, so we're sitting there in the, in the audience. Uh, well, the audience is, is 175 people in the, in the theater. In the back, there's this little like ledge that's like, you know, chest high that you can kind of lean on. Okay. And in the very back, it's, it's my mom and it's me and it's Leonard Kinsey, the author of the book. And we are just back there like leaning on this wall and they, they serve beer at the, at the theater. So we were just like sipping beers. To kind of like watch, and all the three of us had seen the movie several times by that point. Um, and we were just watching the audience, and, you know, okay, they're gonna laugh at that moment, great, they laugh. They're gonna cry at that moment, great, they cry. <laughs> when that, that final, when Logan's like last little bit comes on, and it's just kind of silent except for him singing, the entire audience was just like still and oh, silent. Yeah. <laughs> And that, and again, not to give it away, but then when he flicks off the camera, everybody erupted into laughter <laughs> and then like, like, well, practically a standing ovation, like, like just insane, like, oh. you know, applause all just for days. And, uh, and it, it was, it's moments like that, that, that not only like, am I happy to capture it, but I'm also like happy to like give that, that, that guy that, that moment. Like, I think he, he, you saw him kind of sink down in his chair yeah. uh, during that part of the movie, but then, um, since then, people have, you know, I think have really uh, attached themselves to him as uh, one of the, you know, main stars of the movie. And they, I, I've seen him, I see, I've seen him grow on Facebook and on Twitter and 
on YouTube as like a, you know, getting more followers and friends and making more connections. Uh, That's awesome. The, the last time, the, the last time that Dana Snyder was in uh, Florida, you know, Dana Snyder's the voice of Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, yeah. He uh, shows up in the movie. Last time Dana was there, like he hooked up with Logan and they, they you know, kicked around Epcot together. Uh, <laughs> okay. And Logan, would just, it kind of blew his mind. He's like, I don't think this ever would have happened. No, no. Um, but That's they made amazing. that connection. And, and they did it. So I tell you yeah, that. he's doing good. He's, and I can say wholeheartedly he's doing uh, really well these days. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That, that Christopher Cross moment. I mean, you know, we, we love some yacht rock around here. <laughs> oh, Who doesn't? I love Goodness. Christopher Cross. Yes. Uh, and, and that scene, man, it's just, that is my favorite moment, you know, in, in, in the entire movie. That's like, that's the top one. I saw that and I was like, I love this kid. And, and right. it's, his personality is, who he is, you know, it, it, it seems like anyway, of course, I don't know him from anybody, but it seems like, uh, who he is on camera is who he is off camera. He's just, right. I, I, that's me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm Raptor. I'm Logan. And, uh, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to, you know, happen. But that, that's what I mean by he shouldn't even exist. He's just <laughs> right. this kid who's super upfront, loves Christopher Cross and dabbing <laughs> up at, at Walt Disney World. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, and I do. Sometimes I think it is maybe, you know, putting on, he's a little, like he said, a little younger, so he's putting on a little bit of, a, of an yeah, act to kind sure. of impress the older people. Um, but, uh, I think as the, you know, as he gets older, he's going to mellow out a little more and, yeah. um, hopefully get to know himself a little better. And, uh, I think he's going to do, I think he's going to be all right. He's going to be all <laughs> yeah, right. I hope so, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, and then the other thing I really dug about the film was, uh, you guys did the drink around the world. <laughs> in Epcot, in the uh, World Showcase. Have, you, have, you, have any of you ever done it? Well, no. no. So Taryn and I were in Epcot in September for our honeymoon, and um, it, we failed on that. I don't remember I why. Don't I don't know think how it's it possible. Because it was super miserably humid and yeah, hot oh and God. nasty. It uh, was, and and uh, actually, we were there uh, last year. Christopher Cross was playing. Yeah, we were there the same time. <laughs> you guys were there just a year later. And so we're sitting in, in, in the, uh, the the Japanese <laughs> restaurant, and we're like waiting for the table. And I hear floating across, you know, because it's just right across the, the, the walkway there. I hear, sailing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, Christopher Cross. <laughs> and then so for a second there, I thought that you guys were shooting at the same time. We were there, and that would have been weird. But I think you were in, in, in 2014. But uh, – it was uh, yeah 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 it would have been two, it would have been 2014 yeah so we failed um, and 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 earlier in that year we uh, we talked to uh, Howe, who helped uh, start the Bay Lake Society if you know uh, yeah. about those guys yeah yeah uh, and so he told us about the drink around the world and 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 we failed it but you um, <laughs> did att not attempted it. <laughs> And Man, um, you I know. Mean, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give Zach 100 percent credit. Zach, my who was a good friend of mine and one of, one of the camera guys. Um, he's the kid from Brooklyn who had okay. like, kind of never really been outside of Brooklyn and was kind of un underwhelmed by all. Super of underwhelmed. He, that's another catchphrase. Like uh, 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 Logan, like blowing weed smoke out, and saying "Walt Life." Um, <laughs> And Zach uh, just giving that kind of like bored, like dark side. He was kind of like perfect straight like, into this whole thing. Yeah, perfect, like yeah, sides of the same coin. But um, Zach was the only one that truly like drank around the world, and then I think and then some because he had two drinks in Canada because like I couldn't, I Dad, was an emotional wreck. You used your last beer before you cried. You put, you, yeah. you, you put a good effort in. Yeah, and then so. you got a really cute text from your wife, and then you're you 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 told everyone several times that you're legitimately crying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm Raptor, surprised that I got the word legitimately out. So yeah, well. it's very eloquent. And then Raptor's behind you going, no, 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 doing whatever he's doing. I'm like, this is, this is the entirety of everything. 
This is a true meltdown. It's fascinating. The biggest tip I have to say about drinking around the world is that because we were there, you know, it was super humid, too. It was crazy hot. One sheet is that we were there doing food and wine, so you can go and get, like, kind of smaller drinks at some of the places. Uh, Like, you can get, like, the beer flight is, like, you know, it's it's probably, like, a four or five ounce rather than, like, a full beer. Yeah. Um, So it was a little bit of a cheat. The one number one thing that you should not do <laughs> when you get to Japan is get hot sake. Hot sake. Yeah, we, oh. we, were, we were watching and going, what are they thinking? That's insane. <laughs> Literally, today yeah. we were like, hot like I would, I would sake. Have, I would have murdered somebody for a Sapporo, and, but no, it said it was, uh, it was a hot sake. So and, we, and we, hot start with, sake. we start with margaritas, and then it's beer all the way, oh. and then it's sake, and well, it's the worst. Uh, I, I mean, I don't mind hot sake when it's in, in a, a nice, cool environment, and I'm going to sip my hot sake while eating some delicious sushi, but it was, oh, it's a nightmare. And that it was, was a nightmare. giant don't cup of it. It was huge. Massive. That was not a shot. I, I have no idea how much it was. And then I kind of want to go and like call that place or go back next time. And be like, how much is that? Just, just yeah. so I could know. Like, was it like six ounces? Like that was a lot. <laughs> it looked, it looked like some four to five ounces. It looked yeah. pretty. It was, it was a deep cup. And and at at, at some point, it's not hot anymore. It's going to be lukewarm sake, uh, and that's even worse. And I just, yeah. oh, I was like, well, oh, the, my stomach was turning watching you say, walk around with it. Didn't you say Japan was the halfway point? Yes. Yeah. They didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no difference. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just kept going. Yeah, because at that point you've got that sake base or that sake not even base. It's like the middle. It's like the meat in your your drinking sandwich. Yeah, uh, exactly. You oh, got to top of the tank, man. So I have one question about Zach since you mentioned him. Um, as you said, he was kind of uh, a little lackluster about the whole thing. Um, and so I was curious: Did Zach end up having a favorite ride at all? And if so, what was it? Uh, that's a great question. I don't think he did. I don't, like, I kept trying to be like, yeah, I felt like had we been at, in uh, Anaheim and I could have taken him on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, uh, maybe he would have been into that one because that's one of my favorites. Um, but no, he didn't, like, I think he did kind of enjoy Space Mountain. Uh, he's, you know, in the beginning, you see, we only see the beginning of him on that ride in the movie. Um, and how can you not like Space Mountain? Right, it's great. yeah. Uh, so I think he was into Space Mountain. Um, the, one of the problems was that when I go to like go into the Utilidors, it's Zach's first time at Magic Kingdom, and the other camera guy, Joe, is sort of like his his, his tour guide. And Joe grew up in Florida, um, and it was super jaded, like with it, like he was so <laughs> over it. And he was kind of the worst person to like send uh, with Zach for his first time because uh, gotcha. he didn't really like help him out at all. Um, so yeah, I don't know if he had like I think he, his favorite thing was drinking around the world. Okay. Uh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. He That's really really was into that. <laughs> well, Philip. He also he yeah. one final note about Zach was that he when we went to go film the Christopher Cross stuff, um, I hadn't I had bought him a park hopper, but it like for for some reason I'd got his his Zach's park hopper for like one less day, and so we got <laughs> up to the gate and he couldn't get in, Aww. and I and I was like, well, how much is it to you know upgrade it? And they were like, it's eighty dollars or something. And I was like, I don't know, Zach. And he's like, oh, he, he literally, the smile on his face, because it was like the last thing he shot was a Christopher Cross concert. The smile on his face when he realized he didn't have to go back into the park was so big. He was like, no, I'm good. And like literally like ran away back to the hotel room. Oh, wow. We came back. He, he had like a feast. We came back like an hour or two later. He had like a, a, a two dozen hot wings on like the, oh, the nice. bed uh, and in the hotel room. room. It was oh, amazing. That's so, yes. awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, cool, exactly. man. Well, I, I highly recommend the film. Uh, before we let you go uh, and tell everybody where to find it, we do uh, a, a little thing uh, with our guests. Uh, we call the Ears Up 7 Questions. 
Actually, the the title changes all the time because I just don't think about the title <laughs> until right now. But it's seven questions. It's sort of like a behind the actor studio uh, where we try to get really you know esoteric and and, and funky with our guests. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, it'll take a couple seconds. Yeah, let me turn down the lights. I'm gonna no. put on my smoking jacket. Please do. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Okay, uh, number one. What is your favorite Disney attraction? It's uh, it's so easy to say Horizons because it is uh, it's the nostalgia of it all. Um, from uh, the, it was a really monumental ride to me as a kid because it gave you these you know three branching paths that you could explore as what a potential future was going to be. Um, but it's become such a, a stock answer um, that I worry sometimes people are going to be like, that's he's just <laughs> yeah, like a, he's course. a poser. He's up there like saying <laughs> right. Horizons. Everyone says Horizons. Right. Um, but that's fine. I do miss as a. Oh yeah, exactly. Horizons was phenomenal, and I do miss um, the fact that they took out uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride uh, at Disney World, oh. and they replaced it with like Winnie the Pooh's Honeypot Mystery <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Great. Um, if you go to Disneyland, they still have um, Mr. Toad, and it's amazing. I really got to like absorb it the last time I was there, and uh, I never knew before that there's a plaque on the front of Mr. Toad that it kind of tells you like the story of the ride. Mm-hmm. And it's like go on the you know ride on the streets of London with Toad as he blah 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 uh, and ends up no place in particular. Um, <laughs> if you've been on that ride, he ends up in hell. That is yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. at the That's end. a particular like, place. Yeah, yeah. Yes. very specific. Very particular. Uh, so what's Mr. Your, Toad is always a good one. What's your uh, least favorite Disney attraction? Oh man, you know I immediately thought of the Hall of Presidents, but it's <laughs> such it's a wonderful thing. It's because like, number one, it's air conditioning. Uh-huh. Number That's two. Good. All of those robots are planned. Uh, they're 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 uh, uh, trained. They're trained. They're trained robots. <laughs> they're all programmed to do something like very unique. Like while you know one person will be talking because they, they go through every single president and they yeah. put a light on them. They're like you know, James Buchanan, you know Monroe. Um, and while if you watch every, uh, I like to watch all the other presidents while each president is getting introduced because <laughs> uh, you see them. Like, they have to like, turn shots. their head around and you can he- almost if you listen closely, you can hear like the, the machine like the motors like do the republicans roll, so, roll their eyes yeah, like, the democrats are talking clinton and scoffing yeah, at yeah. Obama. And it's, so it's great and i i remember Sexual? as a kid i was always super bored and it was my least favorite one but my grandmother always wanted to go on it um and but then there was some age probably in my early like teens where i like started to realize i shouldn't be looking there i should be looking over here <laughs> and be, like, you know and I, I really enjoyed it then so that's kind of a cop-out answer but yeah, yeah it works okay. Uh, pie-eyed Mickey or round-eyed Mickey? Ooh. That's tough. Uh, uh, I like the, the round-eyed Mickey probably, okay. um, if I'm going to have to pick one. Okay. Uh, what old ride should they bring back to the parks? Wow. Oh, man. Again, people are want to say Horizons, but there's no way it's ever going to happen. Right. Um, so... I don't even know, man. Do you remember that one? There was a, there was like a weird 3D movie that they had that was like these kids going for like a magic ring. <laughs> oh, jeez. What? Vaguely? No, I don't remember. Vaguely. This. And so I've been to Disney World when I was like eight. I was like a little guy, right. and that was it until until last year. So it's sort of, kind of, but maybe not really. Yeah, it was. It was like before they like felt the need to put like a Disney character in everything. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and also what was great was. Um, the and Logan represents the hat for it. The alien encounter, yeah, um, which was uh, the extraterrestrial, uh, with terrestrial <laughs> being spelled with terror. Uh, it was what Stitch's Great Escape is now. Um, but when it first was introduced, it was like a genuinely terrifying like experience because uh, they hadn't made it like a Lilo and Stitch ride. It was 
like you are scientists like capturing this alien creature who is like a violent killing machine and then it escapes and then like you get like licked by its tentacles and good. uh sounds awesome it was fascinating it was great it was one of those like 4d experience things where there's like air vents shooting in your face and it was cool so i think the movie you're talking about is magic journeys and yeah, that, yeah yeah that's it and those wow are, like less than a four-year run that's oh really? Really? So, yeah. Uh, 82, uh, 82 to 86 and then replaced by Captain EO. <laughs> the best yeah. movie it was one ever. of those just like, you know, Kodak was the sponsor and they were like just showing off their like 3D technology yep. yeah. they had or whatever. Yeah. What <sighs> current, what current ride should they remove? Oh man, have you been to Epcot recently? All yeah. of them. Get them all yeah. <laughs> Spaceship Earth is amazing. Come on. Spaceship Earth is amazing. I, I can't remember. I think it's Judy Dench now does the, the voice. I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, I remember growing up and it being like Walter Cronkite and like being like, yeah, Walter. I, I, I can relate to you, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> totally. Um, but it's been, it's, they've changed a lot. It was like Jeremy Irons for a little while and then Maya Angelou and now it's, I think it's Judy Dench, which is, I just feel like I'm in a James Bond movie, which is cool. <laughs> um, a very slow movie, James Bond movie. Yeah. There, it's, Epcot is a nightmare these days. It's so sad. It is weird. Uh, who is your favorite Disney character? Man, oh man, oh, it's like one of those ones. I feel like I should immediately, <laughs> immediately say something. Someone in Horizons, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I mean, as a kid, it was always like Donald Duck. I thought Donald Duck was funny because he was so you know outrageous. But um, and then later in the '90s, like Ducktales was really big for me. I love the whole um, Disney Afternoon kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and to this day, and the Nintendo game, that Ducktales Nintendo game was great. Bomb. Um, it was so good. <laughs> So yeah, go, that, we'll just say Ducktales. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the entire cast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, Phil, if you could travel back in time and meet Walt Disney, what would you tell him? Ah, uh, I would say, don't listen, man. Just quit smoking so you don't get lung cancer and die. We need that uh, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. We, do. we don't need. Epcot Center, we need the experimental <laughs> prototype community of tomorrow. Because that thing was bonkers. That's right. It was bonkers. <laughs> it was so bonkers that that's what he wanted to do. Um, and I, I love it. That was like the thing, that, that weird dream. If he had kept going, that probably would have happened. Uh, but, yeah. you know, yep. he was smoking like eight packs a day. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Philip, tell us how to see your movie, man. So it is, uh, the best place to go is dsoddoc.com. That's like Dark Side of Disney Doc. Dot com um, for all the, the new updates. You can sign up for a newsletter there. Uh, you can also like the film on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, also at DSOD Doc. Um, I'll give you guys the world exclusive because I just locked this down. Okay. Um, the release date, in honor of our, our good friend Logan, the release date uh, for DVD and video on demand uh, through Vimeo and Amazon uh, is going to be none other uh, than April 20th. Um, <laughs> 420. 420. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, 420 uh, is um, going to be the release date. It's going to be live uh, for people to stream on Vimeo anywhere in the world. Awesome. Uh, Amazon is just domestic, but it's um, totally going to be a, a great way to do it. Wow. Um, and we're going to be selling special edition uh, DVDs with a bunch of uh, bonus features and downloadable soundtracks and all that stuff That's cool. uh, through the website. That's great, awesome. man. Well, Philip, I appreciate it, man. This was uh, this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think Thanks we said we were going to go for twenty minutes, and it's, yeah, been, an it's hour. been an hour. <laughs> I'm happy about that. And That's I knew great. it was going to happen. I was like, this is just, I, I just, you know, and and when you're booking stuff, you don't, you know, I don't know, right? If you're, if you're sure, engaging, sure, sure. or if you're just kind of one word answer guy, which 
uh, is no fun. But uh, this was this was a blast, man. I, c- I could go on for another hour, to be honest. It was a it was a great. I, was, it was a, no, I appreciate it. It's it was a great film. Next time I'm in the the Bay Area, I'll come on down. Please to the do studio. absolutely. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Right, you guys Bill. have a great day. Thanks, man. You too. Bye. Bye. That was cool. God, that was an that hour. Was really yeah, good. Yeah, I want to be his friend. <clears throat> you might you might be already. Oh, maybe. Like in real life, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taryn, I'm going to push your addendum to the second show. Okay. Because we're already running into... Actually, I should be talking to our next guests for the next show a minute ago. Okay. So That's we, fine. we are kind of late. So I'm just going to wrap it yeah. up. Let's just, yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Sorry. Nothing. Okay. Okay. TMI. Okay, great. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Here's a fact of the show before we get out of here. One of the many ideas that was rejected by Walt Disney during the planning of the Haunted Mansion was to have a restaurant attached to it, a la the Blue Bayou today in Pirates. That would have been so cool, by the way. too (laughs) bad. Can you imagine? Although it would be packed. It'd be like... Like it's reservation seat, six months out, right? It'd yeah. seat ten people probably, right. but yeah, uh, sure. yeah, that's true. I mean, it was uh, one of those things that he rejected. He's like, no, that's not gonna. I don't think that fits well with the haunted mansion theme. Well, but he was wrong. I think it would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think he was right. It would have been really cool. But it would have been fun like upstairs, like in the mansion. <clears throat> yeah. I yeah. think, I think uh, space was, yeah. uh, was probably uh, a factor. Anyway, yeah. uh, thanks a lot for sticking with us, everybody. And uh, please definitely go check out the Dark Side of Disney, Philip Swift's documentaries, new documentary at dsoddoc.com. It's worth it, I tell you. I, I, I love it, and I think you guys are going to love it, too. Uh, anyway, until next time, everyone, see you in the parks.